You know what's more fun than getting anxious reading headline after headline of breaking news? Spending a few minutes with fun facts loosely connected to current events. Welcome to Tangent. Hey there, I'm Rishi B. And I'm the Jen. Every week, Rishi and I take a look at the top news stories of the week, pick one to dive into, and see how far off course the research takes us. This week, we start with a historic space landing and then make you question everything you thought you knew about naming your kids. Take it away, Rishi. Our story this week is from Space.com, how NASA's Demo-2 astronauts will make a historic splashdown on Earth. Demo-2 is the name of the mission that's a collaboration between NASA and SpaceX, which launched astronauts Doug Hurley and Bob Behnken in orbit on a mission that's main purpose is a final test of SpaceX technology. They are now set to return to Earth this Sunday, August 2nd. Now, the Demo-2 mission is NASA's first mission launch since 2011 and the first completed spacecraft ever for SpaceX. Doug and Bob will be landing off the coasts of Pensacola, Tampa, Tallahassee, Panama City, Cape Canaveral, Daytona, or Jacksonville. Did you know this is the first NASA mission with a water landing since 1975? Yep, that's right, Jen. That was the Apollo-Soyuz test project, which was the first space collaboration between multiple countries. That mission is credited for paving the way for NASA's shuttle programs in the 90s, and even the International Space Station, which went live in 2011. But the Russian Soyuz spacecraft has largely dominated space since then. And a successful SpaceX mission marks the end of that dominance of Russia in space. Because you see, Moscow up to now has been known as the, quote, space travel taxi, end quote. And that came from the 2003 explosion of NASA's Columbia shuttle, which led to a two-year mission shutdown which led to just a general slowing of pace on NASA's part. All the International Space Station missions around the world have been done with Russian rockets for the last decade since then. Incidentally, the ISS consists of Japan, the Russian Federation, the United States, 11 member states of the European Space Agency, and Canada. Canadian astronauts have several NASA-sanctioned YouTube videos to explain what it's like to live up in space, even including going through all the various freezed-packaged foods they have to eat. And it's not just SpaceX having all the fun. Boeing is also planning a launch with NASA in 2021. And now with two private companies able to successfully launch into space, that gives the world more options to get there. Take the Middle East, for example. Iran, Saudi Arabia, the UAE are all competing with each other to be the first Middle Eastern country with a fully functional space program. That competition started in 1985, when Saudi Arabia became the first Middle Eastern country to successfully get an astronaut up in space. The UAE, however, has partnered with Russia and South Korea to build up their space programs and have plans to launch probes to Mars. They even have one planned for this August. So with SpaceX and Boeing headed up to beyond the big blue, more commercial options to get to space means more trips to space in general, which means countries trying to one-up each other have multiple options. It also means that the future that 60s and 70s TV shows predicted where space travel is just part of everyone's daily routine is just one step closer. So this may mean Lance Bass might finally get to go to space. Back in 2002, the instinct singer learned Russian in his cosmonaut training and has actually maintained his fluency to this day just in case he gets another opportunity to make his space travel documentary. 
Well, the major reason he didn't get to go before was because of safety concerns over space travel on the part of investors. And it's possible that SpaceX, the company started by Elon Musk, with a successful mission now under its belt, may be willing to take on the risk of celebrity space vacations. Speaking of Elon Musk, the Tesla creator and entrepreneur had his first child earlier this year with his partner professionally known as Grimes, a Canadian musician. And while celebrity baby announcements are hardly news, this one confused some with their unusual choice for their son's name. The name is more a combination of symbols than a name. X-A-E-A-12. <laughs> well, it's important to note that the second character isn't just a symbol. It's actually Nordic ligature, pronounced ash. That aside, Grimes did explain the combination of the meanings in the name in a Twitter post. The choice of X is to stand for the unknown factor. The A-E or Ash is also her elven spelling of AI, meaning artificial intelligence or love. And the H-12 references a craft, which is the precursor to the SR-71 and the couple's favorite aircraft. Well, this certainly isn't the first time a celebrity named their child something strange. I mean, we all remember Apple and Surrey, right? And thanks to the Jenners and Kardashians, you can add North, Chicago, and Stormy with an I to the list of unusual baby names chosen by celebrity parents. But don't think that celebrities are the only ones to make these unusual choices. Many might recall the airline tweet of passenger ABCDE, or Abskidi as her mother pronounces it. Thanks to these unfortunate choices, it isn't terribly surprising that many countries have laws that prevent parents from scarring their children with unfortunate monikers. New Zealand may need to make some adjustment to their laws after a nine-year-old girl had to be put into court guardianship so that her name could be changed from, quote, Tallulah does the hula from Hawaii, end quote. Exactly. And while some keep it simple like Sweden, their law says that names shall not be approved if they can cause offense or can be supposed to cause discomfort for the one using it, or names which for some obvious reason are not suitable as a first name. Some countries like France have actually reduced their limitations. Uh, since 1993, parents are free to choose unless it's decided that the name is contrary to the interests of the child. Before this change, based on a law that Napoleon enacted, parents could only select something considered an appropriate French name. Hmm. And in Imperial China, people were prevented from using the same names as the reigning emperor. Similarly, many laws are based on avoiding such confusion. For example, in Malaysia, after 2006, the National Registration Department may decline to register objectionable or undesirable names. This includes names based on titles, numbers, colors, vegetables, fruits, vulgarities, and equipment. Parents who do wish to register such names despite department objection must make a statutory declaration to that effect. So sorry, Reese Witherspoon. Sounds like your son's name, Tennessee, isn't going to fly there. In several European countries, there are lists of pre-approved names for each gender that parents are free to choose from. If they wish to deviate from this list, then usually there's a legal process involved, like in Iceland, where the Icelandic Naming Committee hears requests for such exceptions. In Denmark, parents can apply for approval of names not found on the list of 18,000 female names or the list of 15,000 male names. Finland may not have a specific list, but the Names Act of 1985 requires that all Finnish citizens and residents have at least one and at most four first names. Persons who do not have a first name are obligated to adopt one when they are entered into the Finnish National Population Database. 
Also, parents of newborn children must name their child and inform the population registry within two months of the child's birth. The name may be chosen freely, but it must not be a name used primarily by persons of the opposite sex, cannot be a name foreign to the naming tradition in Finland, cannot be a surname, and cannot be a name already used by a sibling if this is to be the only given name of the child. Okay, so you can have a Sally, Sally May, and Sally Jane. But you can't have two Sallys? That's right, Rishi. And it's not just other countries. We have naming laws in the United States, too. The restrictions vary by state, and honestly, most are imposed for the sake of practicality. For example, several states limit the number of characters in a name. This is usually due to limitations in the software used for official record keeping. This is the same reason many states do not allow numerals or pictograms. A few states do specifically ban the use of obscenities of names. And on the other side of the coin, there are a few states like Kentucky that do not maintain any naming laws at all. Historically, courts have interpreted the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution and the Free Speech Clause of the First Amendment as supporting parental right to choose their child's name. But that's not always the case. Nope. One California naming law that some found restrictive was the state's ban on diacritical marks, such as an accent on the E, like in the name Jose. That's right. For over 30 years, the Office of Vital Records in the California Department of Public Health required that names contain only the 26 alphabetical characters of the English language. The law, however, was amended in 2017 to require the usage of diacritical marks to be properly recorded by the state registrar. Now, despite the freedom that Americans have regarding names, controversies do exist. In 2013, Tennessee Judge Luann Ballou ruled that a baby boy named Messiah must change his name to Martin, and her reasoning was, quote, It's a title that has only been earned by one person, Jesus Christ, end quote. The decision was overturned in Chancery Court a month later, and the child retained his birth name. Ballou was fired and a disciplinary hearing was scheduled on the basis that the name change order violated Tennessee's Code of Judicial Conduct. No laws exist banning the use of religious names, and judges are required to perform their duties without regard to religious bias. Well, there you have it. We started with the historic spacecraft water landing, and somehow dove right into international and domestic naming conventions. Well, if nothing else, hopefully you'll have some fun facts to pepper in on your next Zoom date. So from the gen... And me, Rishi B. Thanks for joining us on this tangent. The NASA SpaceX astronauts are set to return Sunday, August 2nd. References and contact info at tangent.com.